0: Whoa, 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 what up, podcast world? Welcome to my new podcast called Show It or Skip It. I'm your host, Mr. Petty. I'm a high school science teacher, and on this show, we watch a Hollywood movie with some science in it, and then we break down what was good, what was bad, what was straight up ugly, and Hollywood magic about it. And at the end, we come up with a verdict determining whether it's something you should show in class, or you should straight up skip it. hope you enjoy All right, welcome back. So today we're gonna break down the 1996 disaster movie called Daylight, starring Sylvester Stallone. It's rated PG-13 and its runtime is an hour and 55 minutes. So this came out in the middle of a wave of disaster movies in the mid to late 1990s came out right after Twister and Independence Day had become really big hits. Uh, came out right before Volcano, Dante's Peak, Armageddon, Deep Impact movies like that. Uh, plot's pretty straightforward, really similar to the rest of those. Um, this time there's an explosion in the Holland Tunnel in New York City. Both ends of the tunnels collapsed. The New York side and the New Jersey side have collapsed. There's a small group of survivors stranded inside. Um, there's no way out, there's no hope, except for one thing, and that is Sylvester Stallone playing Kit Latura. He's a taxi driver who also happens to be the former chief of New York City um, Emergency Management. and He's there to save the day. So there's some pretty cool explosion, pretty cool visuals that even now, almost 25 years later, still hold up pretty well, uh, but really bad character development, some pretty bad science. Um, as he tries to save the day in this movie, which is essentially a clone of the Poseidon Adventure. Really similar plot, um, the characters are really similar. You've got the old couple, you've got the family, um, you've got the um, down on the luck single lady. Um, There's some convicts who need saving, as well, of course, is a dog, which you'll see in any movie, um, any disaster movie that came out in the 90s. There's always a dog that they're trying to save. So this story, uh, was actually inspired by a real life explosion of toxic chemicals in the Holland tunnel in 1949. So in real life really similar, um, to the movie, a truck carrying toxic chemicals caught on fire. Um, however, the 1949 fire nowhere near as explosive as the one in the movie. Um, but it did get the filmmakers inspired. Also, um, the New York city first responders are r- regularly running drills and simulations of, um, an event or an emergency situation in the tunnel. So a lot of the, the things, the procedures and stuff that happens in here, um, the basic EMS response, there is, um, standards for that. Uh, the whole Sylvester Stallone going in through this the uh, event and some of the explosions that happens, not so much. Uh, but the, the general, overall idea of the movie. It's it's something that is not all that far from real life. Good, 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 good science. So to start off the good science with this movie we'll get right to the highlight of the movie which is the big explosion in the tunnel which if you have yet to see please go check it on youtube visually it's super impressive um really really cool to see still does a great job holding up looks a lot better than many explosions um in movies today that have a lot more special effects and much more advanced effects so the explosions caused when there's three massive dump trucks carrying these really toxic chemicals um, there's an accident there's, something smashes into them causes a huge explosion fireball spreads through the tunnel the initial explosion causes the end of the tunnel on the new jersey side where the trucks were to um collapse so that side collapses as the fireball spreads through the tunnel the new york side of the other end of the tunnel also collapses what i think is pretty good about this is the way the fire would spread through it's looking for oxygen. Fire is going to need that oxygen, so it's burning, spreading all the way through the tunnel. Um, this is something if you're to talk about the gas laws or how fire spreads or um, pressure causing the, the um, tunnels to collapse as the fire goes through there, would be pretty good to show to students because of the way it's shown in the movie. Also, the idea that um, as the survivors are trapped, that they only have about three hours of oxygen. Not sure if that three-hour window itself is accurate, but the idea that they're going to run out of oxygen, that is accurate. That's pretty good because the tunnel's sealed off on both ends. Um, the vent shaft is is sealed and blocked as well. So they're going to eventually run out of oxygen. There's more fires going on in there. Um, eventually, the fires start to spread more. Um, the water starts to come into the tunnel as well. That would decrease the amount of oxygen available But that idea that they need oxygen is accurate. Also, um, when they're debating, the, the people on the outside up, up top are debating whether they should drill, the city engineers should drill to get into the tunnel. That um, is a logical argument. That's some good science because going in and drilling could change the pressure um, of certain points, could change that in the tunnel, causing um, areas that are already compromised to collapse more or causing the whole tunnel to collapse down at once. Bad science. So, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at this, there's a lot of bad science in this movie. Uh, first thing I saw early on during that explosion. Again, as awesome visually as that is, and the overall explosion, the way it spreads throughout the tunnel um, is good. Uh, Parts of that were not good, um, and that that has to do with the survivors. So, yes, it's possible there would be survivors. A lot of cars were overturned. A lot of people were were, um, shown being killed or or burnt in the fire. Um, The girl who was with her family, they show her out the sunroof filming uh, driving through the tunnel. And then all of a sudden the fireball comes through. If that sunroof is still open, those flames are going to get in the car. So that was unrealistic that they weren't damaged or they weren't injured. Um, Also another one of the survivors as they were driving um, shows that they have their windows down, same deal. Those flames are going to get in there. Also, uh, during one of the the cars turned over, you can hear the the windows cracking without any glass there, that the flames are going to come into the car. So that part was bad. Also, the chemicals that they uh, talk about as uh, the ones that are exploded, it's a, they're very toxic. They just keep telling them toxic chemicals. If they're as toxic as they show to make that explosion, um, the survivors were shown not having any breathing issues or um, irritation of their eyes, irritation of their skin. That's pretty unrealistic. Most likely, they would have some sort of lung issue, um, some sort of irritation to their eyes, um, itchy skin, if those chemicals were as toxic Um, as they show with the explosion. During the scene where uh, Kit comes down through the fans, um, which from a movie standpoint goes on way too long. Um, So there's four fans in order to get him into the tunnel, these huge vent fans that they say um, travel at speeds around 65 to 100 miles an hour. They shut them off for like two minutes for him to travel through. Um, But once they shut them off, the fans start back up again. So once he travels through a fan, it starts up behind him. Once the ones behind him start up, moving at um, speeds of 65 to 100 miles per hour, the fan that he's standing on is going to be moving a lot faster than they show in the movie and make it a lot more difficult for him to uh, get down into the tunnel. Once the water starts to get into the tunnel, they show the road breaking, when Sly Stallone's character comes up, he blows a hole through a um, manhole cover. Um, water starts to come in. Um, it's implying that water would be coming down through the ventilation shafts. So water's coming all over the place, although it's not getting any harder for the characters to breathe. If water's coming in, therefore the ventilation shafts are blocked, therefore it's cutting down the amount of oxygen, it should become harder and harder for them to breathe throughout this. So unrealistic that that um water flow is not becoming a problem for them other than the fact that they might drown at one point later on in the movie they get to the sleeping quarters that the people who built the tunnel um used and as they go in there um sly stallone's character goes down he's doing something with one of the fuses and and gets it to work those fuses were about 80 years old uh, at the time of the movie. No way, an 80-year-old fuse from that time period was going to be waterproof. Was not going to work. Probably after 80 years, dry or, dry or wet anyway. Um, also, on that same idea, the steps that they used to get up um, to the to the ground level would have uh, most likely broken earlier than they did because how old they are. And again, they were really water damaged and, and structurally, the, the whole tunnel was. Um, unsecure because of the damage from the explosion another problem i have with the steps it shows them only going up about 25 steps from the street level the road level in the tunnel to get to the ground level up uh, back to street level the hudson river is a heck of a lot deeper than that those tunnels are a heck of a lot deeper about 90 feet deep so if they were only to go up that many steps um, where they'd be coming out about the middle of the river, um, underwater somewhere, so that was unrealistic. Now let's move on to the ugly stuff. Um, only two real scenes I had super duper ugly issues with. The rest of it was kind of bad, all right. General idea's okay, but some Hollywood there. These were just straight up ugly for me. Um, the biggest problem I had is the scene where the woman, uh, the main female character, Maddie, she's coming out of the bus where the prisoners were and there's a live wire um, kind of down and swinging. She takes her shoes off, puts them on her hands, grabs this live wire and swings across it like a vine. Okay, so rubber is a good insulator. She says to herself, all right, how do I stop you know, electricity? Oh, rubber's an insulator, that's why she puts her shoes on her hands. Well, the rubber in shoes, there's not enough of it. And based on the shoes she had, They would not have done a good enough job, assuming that the voltage flowing through that wire um, to power that tunnel, that would have fried her. Also, the way she grabbed the wire um, with both hands at once, completed the circuit with her body, so most likely she would have been electrocuted um, at least a little bit. No way would would those rubber shoes or the the not even really true rubber soles um, have protected her the way that they did. So that was something that just really irked me and bugged me the whole way through. Also with the sparks given off by that wire, they show a gas tank of uh, the truck leaking that would have caught fire from those sparks. That, that wire is given off a ton of sparks, a ton of gas on the ground, as well as gas from other cars that had been overturned in the explosion. The other scene that I have a really big problem with is that final blowout scene. So yes, there's actually a historical background for this. In 1916, a man who was working on one of the tunnels, a subway tunnel um, in New York City, was actually brought up to the surface through a hole very similar to how it was shown in the movie. He wrote um, wrote about it, an article wrote about it saying how he rode up on a geyser. Um, there was a small crack in the top of the tunnel um, that he was working on, made about 18 inches around, he was able to fit up, it, it shot him up through. Another man also traveled up through this way with him, was shot up you know, accidentally, they died, he lived. So yes, there is historical kind of precedent that something like this could happen, but my issue is that the entire tunnel, all the vent shafts, um, all the all the ways out would have to be completely blocked, meaning no air at all would be able to get through them in order for that pressure to build up significantly enough to push them to the surface. Um, don't think from what they showed in the movie that that is exactly what was happening. Uh, the fact that they had started to drill. Um, Uh, From the street level, they started a drill to get down there. So the motorband small holes that have to be fully pressurized in order to create enough of a pressure differential to push the two characters up through. Also, after being soaked in water for at least two hours, how would that? How much would that explosive really work? How effective would it be? And where exactly in the tunnel and the structure were they? How how much concrete? um, How much material they have to blow through? So is it plausible? Yes. Um possible. Eh, maybe it's possible. Uh yes, it's kind of plausible, but not very likely. And that's something that, yeah, there could have been a better way to get them out of the tunnel. And just moving on to bad movie mistakes. In general, this is an overall bad movie. Parts of it are entertaining. Again, visuals are cool. If you've got nothing better to do and you like watching explosions and disaster movies, this is for you, but Not a great Academy Award winning. Wow, that's one that I'm going to remember forever. So there's uh, from the get go, there's several laws about transporting toxic chemicals. Um, So, yeah, they do show that they're doing this illegally. But when you have three huge dump trucks with multiple barrels of big yellow toxic chemicals, someone going into the tunnels from the Port Authority would have stopped them most likely um, and noticed this. Overall, the cast is super unlikable all they do the whole movie is argue with each other you go through most of the movie being like i really could care less if they make it or not for most of them the dog you want to live and like all 90s disaster movies the dog does live so that's a good thing um the city engineer who about midway through says they want to start digging up the tunnel um so that way they can clear it out for people to drive through uh she crazy Something like this, based on the size of that explosion, would take so long to clean up. It would be months before the tunnel is able to be used again. So thinking they can clean it up and start using it right away to get people in and out of the city is bonkers. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's character has this backstory that he was fired from his EMS job. has nothing to do with the movie. Also, about half the time he talks, I had to like stop and rewatch the scene because I had no idea what he was saying. when it comes down to the verdict of daylight i'm gonna have to give this one a big old skip i definitely would not show this in class as far as disaster movies go it's not great it's not really memorable there's definitely some other better ones out there but this certainly does have some entertaining parts. Like I said earlier, that initial explosion in the tunnel is awesome. The um, YouTube clip of that you could use in class. You could talk about how fire is going to expand in a contained area. Um, when you're talking about the gas laws and fire needing oxygen, um, because again, there's worse explosions on mo- in movies currently compared to that one, which is about 25 years old. And then maybe that scene at the end, that blowout scene, Um, where they're escaping the tunnel and they're using the explosion to create the pressure differential um, in a pressure bubble to push them up to the surface. You could use that to potentially do like a Mythbusters type activity, um, maybe with an older class, like a physics class or something, and try and say, how big does a pressure differential need to be in order to lift the mass of those people from the tunnel to the surface of the river, um, doing a little experiment in class. But other than those two parts, um, not a whole lot of educational stuff in here, but those two scenes there definitely do have some educational tie ins and some potential uses in your class. thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. You learned something about uh, showing this movie in class or not showing this movie in class. Um, Feel free to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Petty underscore science. So P-E-T-T-Y underscore science. Um, Hit me up with some comments, some questions, suggestions for another episode. I hope to have another one coming your way soon. Take care, everybody.